Inside the Birds is back. What's going on, everyone? It's Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan, and it's that time of the year, Adam. The schedule has finally come out. Now, I can't, like, get a beat on the NFL sometimes. Like, there was, like, like 10 years ago when I'm in the newspaper business, and the schedule's coming out. First of all, it's not a big deal, right? It just comes out on a certain day. They don't have a show dedicated to it. <laughs> and every like major newspaper, every beat reporter who's been doing it for like 10 or 15 years at that point already has it and has leaked it and maybe yeah. used Twitter, yeah. right? And then if you remember, it started to become such a big thing that leaks started to get trimmed. Like you did not see it leaked out until the eight o'clock show, maybe one game or two, but well, not, you know what they did? not the whole schedule. You know what they did on Wednesday? I I I, I am I, I feel like emailing Brian McCarthy from the NFL just to get a laugh. Uh-huh. I've never seen this before. I don't know if you're even aware of this. They let the teams announce it 10 minutes before the, the TV show started, 8 yeah. o'clock Eastern. Yeah. 7.50. It was the most bizarre thing. Like, they all released. I'm like, what the hell is this? I know. I mean, even, <laughs> even earlier in the day, they leaked the first Monday night game. Well, no, they they or what happened Sunday. was they uh-huh. the league said that networks wanted it out. You could announce your first game of the year. That's what it was. Everybody's first game. game yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like really funny. So what happened in 2017, I put out the Eagles are going to play Washington. I had it first. I put it out. I was doing Mike Missinelli's show. Mm-hmm. Um, the source I got it from would not let me put out the rest of the schedule. I had the whole schedule. He just wouldn't, they wouldn't let me use it. You know, it was kind of <laughs> like, okay, fine. You're only going to let me put it the Washington game? Okay. Well, hey, it was a historic year. Who the hell knew? <laughs> um was that the was that the um who had a great game in that game that wa- they out Washington week one Super Bowl in year in 2017? Yeah. Who the hell was it? Oh, it was Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar, I mean, yeah. Carson, Carson had a great game, but it was Aguilar. He had that yeah. crazy, yeah, it was that crazy game. Well, I, I remember it like yeah. first down was yeah. awful run, second down, yeah. I think it was a sack. And then third down, Carson gets chased out of the pocket. It looks like a terrible play. And then he hucks it up to Nelson Aguilar. He's wide open for a touchdown. Yeah. Right. And, and, <laughs> all right. Trivia question. Who is the kicker? Caleb Sturgis. Nailed it. Good job out of you. Thank you. I try. <laughs> come on. You know you got to wake up. Uh, you got to come with better stuff than that for me. No, the reason why I asked is it didn't end that season that way. No, it did not. It did not. It was Jake, uh, Jake Elliott. And right. all because they – somehow knew where Jake Elliott, Jake Elliott's trainer, they must have called him. He was training somewhere after the Bengals cut him, maybe? or something. I, think However, I, Bengals, I don't know yeah. how they – did they get him off the practice guy or was he cut? Oh, that's a great question. I don't remember. But somehow they knew the trainer because the, the guy that who trained him for the draft uh, did develop a lot of kickers, and they had they knew the guy, and they called. I don't know how they did this, but – you know, I know – I. Look, I know lately he's not been as good, but man, that was a heck of a fine for them. Yeah, it really was. So anyway, it was to me, yeah. it was just kind of so weird how it's like this year the NFL decided that's okay if everything gets leaked before our shows. You know, it used to be like gotta protect the primetime show. Oh, this now they, it's they like just everything's pissed. out there. Yeah, they they um there was one year I really went in on these leaks. You know, I call them sketchy leaks. I've actually had a hat when <laughs> I put leaks. The, that's what I call them. I, I was like because I know how pissed off the NFL would get, and I did it on purpose. Because uh-huh. I, I thought it was so absurd at how mad they would get that the schedules go, would, would get leaked. Mm-hmm. So I kept doing it, and somebody from the NFL uh, said it, well, I was being obnoxious about it to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I just 
just having fun because you guys take it so seriously. And I made a hashtag out of it. Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, you got guys tweeting uh, the draft live and at getting. Right. It oh, we were not. Oh, the I could made. get fired for that. I was not allowed to uh, to tip picks. Yeah. I used to do it religiously. I, yeah, I used to do it too. Stopped it. Yeah, they stopped it. Well, they wouldn't let us do it. Oh well. Yeah. yeah. I do All it. Right. I, I actually I, don't, I haven't done it a couple of years now that I mentioned it. Anyway, there are some fascinating things about the schedule that we're. Yeah. I mean, like fascinating and i've never said that about an eagle schedule before where i've been blown away by some of the um i don't know if they're what what you would call them trends or just parts of the schedule so we'll get into that but uh, a couple of things from a newsy uh uh, news ish before okay schedule uh one and this is the second week in a row i think jason avant's coming for our job adam oh 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 (laughs) go ahead he's dropping gems on q a him and quentin did an unbelievable their show was so good if you haven't yeah Yeah. really need to because um and i give them a lot of credit you know i i wasn't you know i work with them on the outline of what they're going to talk about and i really wanted to get an idea of you know for them to give an idea of what rookie camp is like and i like the fact that it was them because q was an undrafted free agent so you know his story is different than a lot of first round picks or second round picks and jason is a fourth round pick you're never guaranteed either and you're in that middle as he talks about as he think you're special but you you're you're not treated that way he actually exactly talks about that how there's like a cutoff line right right now down on pumphrey in 2017 uh I know the coaches were furious that he made the team because he mm-hmm. did not earn it. Because mm-hmm. there was a discussion with the, amongst the coaches. They were actually going to go to the general manager. If they cut Corey Clement and kept Pumphrey over it, there was going to be there was going to be hell to pay. Now, mm-hmm. of course, they kept both, but Clement was the best running back in camp. And don't forget, and we've mentioned this on the, the Monday show. I think they kept five running backs. They did, which is yeah, unheard heard- of. That was 2017, correct? Yes, when I, I'm talking about the Super Bowl year, yes. Well, you know what? Wait a minute. They kept Pumphrey, but then didn't they – yeah, because he tore his he, – he got IR'd because he tore his hamstring, they said. Oh, uh, Ryan Matthews? No, no, no. They said P- Pumphrey. He was on IR by, oh, week, yeah, by yeah. the end they of week one, I with think. This. Yeah, 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 but he was he – was Right, because it was Pumphrey, it was on the it was Clement, I, it was Blunt. I, I'm trying to – Who else? It was Blunt, Clement, Sproles – Pumphrey, they got oh, a guy you're forgetting. Who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Blunt, yeah. Sproles, Sproles, Clement, right. Pumphrey, then I heard. Yeah, Wendell Smallwood. Oh, of course, Wendell Smallwood. I yeah, forgot. Man. Oh, unbelievable. I good. thought he was gonna be. So that much was my better. guy. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be so much better. I did too. I did too. Uh, so did the Eagles. So um, what was the point? So Jason, yeah, you know, just yeah. talking about the life of a guy and even for a first, just a rookie coming in and your head spinning and you're living out of a suitcase. And Jason made a point about having like paychecks just piling up in his. <laughs> I left my ass off. Yeah. Getting him oh, for the first time in his story. life. And he can't get yeah. to a bank. Because <laughs> Honestly, I, here's a great story. So Scott Pioli, the former GM of the Chiefs and personnel guy with the Patriots, he, I can't believe he said this, and I, I, he's not lying, but it's true. He didn't know how to write a check. Oh my god! Because his wife would take care of all of it. Wow. And this is what happens. And as a player, as Jason outlines on the show, boy, there was so much information. Jeff's going to get to the big note right. in a second, but they both talk about their issues. And and when you're an undrafted free agent, you don't know if you're going to be there next week. So you you're on pins and needles. You probably couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, God. Yeah. So, so some of the big news that he brought up 
Uh, one involved Derek Barnett. And we were probably, I think we were the first to bring it to light last year. You, I should say. I'm not even going to take credit. It was your report. Yeah. Uh, going into training camp, I believe around that time, that Derek Barnett had been, uh, there was an injury, but he was light. He was lighter than normal. And we didn't right? know. Right. right. What, what happened was, I, you know, I'm at training camp, right? We, it was at the link. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was towards the end of training camp. And, you know, they let us sit wherever we wanted, pretty much. We, we sat down and like, I don't know what, you know, it's like 10 rows back. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, when you see a guy just wearing a jersey, no pads, they look smaller. Well, he looked really small. Yeah. Well, according to Jay Savant, who yeah. was an assistant wide receivers coach on the team last year, he was about 215 pounds. Now, look, it's great to rep Philly. We all love the 215. But when you're a defensive end, you're, you're not trying to be 215. I got that. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. And then, listen, I'm not, I, I make that as just, obviously there was, pro, uh, as Jason yeah, said, there, there was probably a yeah. health issue because usually yeah. when you lose that kind of weight, correct, going on. So we don't know what it is. We don't know what it was. I don't think he was ever placed on any kind of list. No, he wasn't. He was on the active. As a matter of fact, it's funny you say that because he, well, here's the problem. You can't, once you start training camp, you cannot go on PUP or NFI. Right. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it was really weird. And we never, so what happened was we knew, see what they do is I'm told they weigh the players every day, training camp mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, for fluids and all that stuff to make sure that they're hydrated. And, you know, they, they, they're tested. And we had heard that he was 235 at some point in training camp, which is very small for DN. You can't yeah. fight that weight. Yeah. Um, but 215, I mean, it's hard. Listen, Jason, you know, Hey, he's yeah, got but... his own sourcing on that. Okay. Yeah. I believe him. Think about I it just, though. How, when how you saw that, him, like, what's that? When you saw him at the end of training camp, or when he was around two thirty, he looked less than two thirty-five. I'll tell you right, that, or even less. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Imagine two thirty-five, but take twenty more pounds off. Exactly. I mean, so, so, so you wonder. Obviously, you would think either he had an illness. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to guess what it could be, right? Or, or he had some sort of injury. He couldn't lift or work out. Correct. And his atrophy you know maybe it set in atrophy and there's yeah you couldn't put on a muscle mass and so forth but uh it was really uh yeah wow i i i there was so much information the storytelling like when we when uh jna a when we we talked to jason and um q mm-hmm. uh for the show they asked us some questions had any tips i said all guys all we want is storytelling and 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 it, Help and analysis people, yeah and right. like yeah, there's they're, they're kind of analysis right. yeah. help people become smarter and my right. god they've done it they've taken us so much farther we <laughs> don't have, it's great I, I was wondering do we need to coach them I, let, let's just listen first and see if they need to be coached nope hands uh, off yeah they, they ran with it i don't we, we gave them some tips i said as your guide did you give them something they can't get anywhere else at the end of the show if you did if they did even if it's one nugget they you did your job right That's it. So in retrospect with Barnett, I know he had an injury during the season. He played 13 games, started 10, had five and a half sacks and 16 quarterback hits, which isn't great, but I'll give him credit, you know, to come back from being, whether it's 215, 220, whatever it was, he was light, you know, to come back from whatever uh, affliction he had and then to be able to put weight back on and then to go and at least, you know, go out and produce five and a half sacks, 16 uh, hits. And I if heard I can stay healthy. I think he can be a pretty decent player. Yes. I heard he was close to whatever his normal weight is or low two fifties. Yeah. He's not the biggest guy in the world. No, he he's, small, exactly. he's a smaller guy, which is small. by the way, is a good yeah. thing. As Jason was explaining, it's the smaller guys who have that bend as opposed to, 
like the the taller or the bigger or the stouter guys were a little bit more stiff. So, I mean, the, um, even though he doesn't look like uh, uh, um, some defensive ends around the league, Barnett has that still has that nice ankle bend that makes him what he is. Yeah, it's called ankle flexion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Um, one last thing he said, I thought it was really – it's not news-breaking, but it, uh, that I thought was a really good way. If you really want to understand how offense works in the NFL, Jason said that, you know, part of his reason for success was that he could accept his role as being as – a, as a slot receiver who's mainly going to be helpful – on third down and boy was he because he made a lot of big oh, catches on third down. third down yeah because he was explaining and i've heard marty morningwake say this before so it's like was it cyclic? lockstep right well it was not cyclical or cyclic i should say cyclic. um he said your first and second down plays are always designed to go to guys who can score a touchdown on that play your explosive players, right? Your Deshaun yeah. Jacksons, your Jeremy yeah. Macklin, your LaShawn McCoy. The blocking scheme, the passing uh, scheme is set up so that if you get the ball in this player's hands and it's not taken away by the defense, you have a touchdown. Well, that's not a guy like Jason Avant. Jason Avant could be five to ten yards open, catch the ball, but he's going to get chased from behind or someone's probably going to be able to make a stop and play. So his point was this that when you looked at the Eagles offense for quite a while now, for the last two or three years, even when it was effective at times, um, they were heavily 12 personnel with Ertz and Goddard. Um, they were getting the ball a lot to guys who are not going to score a touchdown or who would not be able to score a touchdown, even though they're the first read in the type of diagram play that they were supposed to make, which makes sense. I mean, these guys are not guys who run four twos and four threes. And, he was basically saying now you look at the Eagles offense and it's built differently. Yes. Sure. Goddard will be featured as the top tight end, but he should be because it's a West coast type of scheme. Tight ends get featured. Sure. Right. And it wouldn't surprise me if based on what Jason's saying is that Goddard kind of emerges as that, you know, real good third down guy. Every, you know, you need, could be just like Zach Ertz was in 2016 and 17. Right. Um, But the first and second down plays really need to go to your Ragers, to your, uh, Devonte Smiths to your Miles Sanders, they've got to be the ones to be prolific and really emerge and come into their own because that's who the offense needs to be designed around. Yeah, um, it was such an inside football. This, this, they all their shows are really good to great. This mm-hmm. is, this is one of my top three favorite shows. I, and it's so funny. I, I got, one of the guys said on their uh, YouTube page, "Please don't do any shows less than forty-five minutes." I was laughing because <laughs> w- when Jeff and I started this. We were told you can't do a show more than a half an hour. This is not, and we break every rule. Once we said we threw the we threw the, the clipboard out. We're like, you know what the hell with that. And then it, when our listeners, our viewers, and all you guys would say, no, we want it longer, an hour, as long as it's interesting. Please go at least an hour. Okay, you win. <laughs> so uh, we, we we hear you. Yeah, we, hear we keep you. going. So real quick, uh, Stephen Nelson, Adam. Yeah, because the Eagles still need a corner. You know, his name is floating out there. He obviously has teams that are interested in him, as you would think most teams would be interested yep. in a starting cornerback. Um, what, what do you make of his situation? Because a guy who has a market who hasn't it's signed money. yet, it's money. money. It, it, interest does not mean money, right. folks. Interest means, like when agents put out there that a guy's got 12 teams interested, 10 teams, whatever it is, they put it through the reporter. I've, you and I have been through this. We know, we know the, the – we know the story, right? Um, that doesn't mean that. Yeah, they're interested, but they're interested at their number. Sure. Um, it is a buyer's market right now, not not sellers. Sellers are in March. Mm-hmm. 
If you're, you haven't got a deal after the draft, it's a buyer's market. Now, he's the top available corner on the market. He's, he's the guy, and then Denard, the, the, Denard and Kirkpatrick are the former Bengal first-round picks. They're out there as well. They're, they're, those would be the next guys. Nelson is a good player. He's a number two corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, solid player. Uh, he did not play as well last year that, as he did in 19. That's okay. He's still a good football player. The Steelers did cut him. Any team signing him has leverage. There's no question about it. But what helps him, though, is he's got a lot of interest. That's legitimate, as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Is again, he's the top available UFA. On, he's a street free agent. He was actually cut. Mm-hmm. He can do whatever he wants. But, he was cut. I wonder if he played his cards a little bit oddly. Well, he, he, he asked he, to be basically traded. Yeah, he did because he, he asked out simply because um, they were going to cut his pay. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's, as I understand it, that he, he was, he was not amenable to what, it's, what he, what they were looking at, whether it's a, whether it's an extension or, or an average mm-hmm. per season, he didn't want, whatever the case may be. Um, they could have brought him back. They decided not to. Well, I just wonder if maybe, you know, he played his cards wrong. If he didn't like the pay cut that he was asked to take or whatever, how it would be. Yeah. Did he think that, he was going to make more on the free agent market. I was going to get to that. Right. Because if you get cut at the start of free agency, you still, even if you're released, you could still get a good deal. Yeah. But, but if remember Kyle Fuller surprisingly was cut, that was, that was one of the few cap casualties, real cap casual, casualties in, in free agency. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really surprised that the Steelers didn't bring him back because Joe Hayden has an injury history. He's an older player. Uh, he just turned 32 years old. Good player still, though. Yeah. Um, Cameron Sutton's just an okay guy. The Lane kid had an uh, Justin Lane was a third rounder in 19, had an off the field issue. Right. Well, they brought an author Merlet, who's a special teamer in the fourth corner. They're not. They didn't even draft anyone. Is this right? Yeah, they're interesting. They they do not put a lot of draft capital, high draft capital at least, wow. in corner. Well, try Artie Burns didn't work out, unfortunately. Yeah, and if you go through their history, I think he's one of the maybe one or two corners that they've drafted in the last fifteen years in the first round. It's just not, you know, this year they drafted a running back in the first round for the first time in since Mendenhall many years ago. And right. if you go back twenty years, it's not a position that they typically go th- with in the first round. Um, Who's- Whose brother was an undrafted free agent of the Eagles many moons ago? That's right. Walter. What was his name? Walter. Walter. Mendenhall. Walter Mendenhall. Yeah. Not a running back though, wasn't he a linebacker? No, he was. No, oh, he, he was sure was. Back? He was. Not oh, only okay. that, he was like the only running. back. This is how ridiculous I am sometimes. I shouldn't know this stuff, but <laughs> stuff makes me laugh. He was the only running back I could see it in front of me that did not have elbow pads on. Like you know how like guys will wear like um, yeah, sweat like sweatbands, armbands. Um, a sleeve he had nothing on his he wasn't wearing gloves and we thought it was so crazy like pretty daring yeah everybody else is wearing that stuff and he wasn't boom he was cut never heard from again maybe he had those bill lambeer elbows they were real sharp and he wanted to might be (laughs) bill lambeer yeah uh there we go all right so 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 look to 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 put it in perspective for the eagles steven nelson wants money he's probably not getting what he wants but he still has teams that want him the eagles don't have money so no, they got, they're $5 million under the cap. They got to sign the free agents. It's amazing. So, that, oh, man. Now, so they need more money, don't they? Yeah. So so my, I was told, and so far it's been true, that they do not want to restructure contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, well, who's now, left? They now, couldn't. Well, well, no, they could. No, they I could. Guess, I guess. But they don't, you don't really don't want Now, I was told this in March, so I haven't even asked because I kind of knew where this was going with free agency. They, 
you and I had heard, you and I had heard the same thing. They were not going to be heavily involved in free agency. They, they were kind of done with the restructures. They thought they were going to have Ertz move. They haven't. Zach's still on the team. Boy, that eight and a half million would look real good right now if they can move him. Yeah, it would. But um, it's, boy, they could do it literally whatever they want. If they move his contract, it, it's not the player, folks. It's the contract. It's like the Bears trying to move Nick Foles. It's not the player. They try to move him. I have reported, mm-hmm. uh, it seems to be picked up everywhere now. Um, but the story's from March. It's not now. They 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 tried to move him before they signed. Uh, they tried to move him to the Eagles and any anyone who would take his contract. Right. Um, because they he was owed what happened was they had a base conversion. They had money that became fully guaranteed in March, and uh that, that was two months ago. So they talked the Eagles in several teams. And um the Eagles were not gonna take his contract. It was eight million total. They're not gonna take that for backup quarterback. Right. It wasn't they never even talked about it seriously. I, people made way too much about it. It's really a nothing story. So if you're Steven Nelson and it looks like you're headed for a one year deal from somebody, I I'm yeah. guessing, I don't know that, but at no. this point, when you're a free agency, that's usually what it gets. Well, you know what? He's a, again, but he's a decent starting corner. So you maybe get a two, two year? Yeah, I mean, well, run your structure. Look, you, he's not, he's not old. He's only 28 years old, which is a little surprising. I yeah, thought he was is, old. Yeah, that is. That is surprising. Yeah. So this guy's a decent, he's a, doesn't get in trouble. He's a good player, solid guy. Right. He's just a number two corner. He's not a number one. Um, to me, he's a five million a year player at this point of his career. Um, if he gets any more than that, it's his, his agent, Josh Arnold would have done a great job. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he even gets that on a one year deal. And by the way, that's kind of what the lineup demarcation is for these guys who are released mm-hmm. the guys that are out there who guys who are, who are other than Kyle Fuller, they got somewhere between four and 6 million. Right. I think, I think he's a $5 million a year player for one year. I've five one year, 5 million, but guess what? The Eagles don't have the cast space right now. No, not right now. I just wonder if he'd be amenable to come into if if you sign with the eagles and you're steven nelson even if you take less money you're a starting cornerback tomorrow like you're immediately their second best corner and you're starting and there's no question about it with other teams you might not be great you might get beat out by a rookie yeah great point the eagles don't have they don't have a third outside corner fourth fifth sixth seven eighth or ninth tenth they don't have any none of these these guys if you've got four quality corners right now on the outside, none of these guys like Jaquette, all those guys would never play because they're not, they're they're guys that you don't want to have on the field. Trust me on this. Right. I can't Our wait till the, the comments. The, I'm the sorry. YouTube comments. You're sleeping on Zach McPherson. No. Adam Kaplan. Well, well, now, now, he might be a player, but he hasn't yeah. played yet. I, mean, I know. I'm talking about Jameson Houston, Craig James, LaVert Hill, Graylon Arnold, who's a safety slash corner, Shaquille Taylor. Right. If you have your druthers, they don't, they, they don't dress. Correct. But on this team, they're dressing. <laughs> Some of these guys are dressing. They don't <laughs> oh, have they anybody. Are. That's that, no doubt about it. That's absolutely true. So, Nelson, yes, it is true that the Eagles are interested. But um, they're not spending $5 million. It's it's Now, could they do it $1 million cap number this year and do a, 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 a three-year um, voidable? Different story. Definitely. All right, we're going to get into the schedule. Um, hey, how'd you do in that golf tournament uh, the other day? Oh, golf, um, uh, right, golf very thing? quickly for Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Great event one, run by my friend John Wilson. It's just what an awesome person. Yeah. Um, I, I, we get, we'll get you in there. When you meet John, he's a salt of the earth, great guy. He's turned his life around. Just awesome. blown away by a story. Uh, Mickey Morandini was there. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Mick. he goes, Mickey goes every year. But anyway. Love um, that guy. I suck at golf. I played three years in high school, but I don't play, you know, I'm a tennis guy now. So anyway, um, 
I was happy in that the last time I played golf was at this event two years ago. Uh-huh. And I was terrible there. But in a scramble, best ball, as you know, oh yeah, you take the best hit from each team. So, okay, um, I had three great holes in a row. So for those golfers out there that are watching on YouTube, uh, I use what's called the chop technique on my drives. Like the guy, I had a playing lesson two years ago. He goes, I want you to chop it like Paul Bunyan. Get a descending blow, chop like this, and follow through. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't remember it for the first four holes. I'm like, chop, chop, I got it. So for three straight <laughs> holes, my drives were phenomenal. My, my burner, my, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the, the fairway driver, burner. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Nice. Everything else sucked. Major B A L Z S. Terrible. Well, listen. All like you said, all you got to do is be able to hit one good shot per hole. Yeah, exactly. And hope somebody my putting was so bad. Uh, oh my god! And I that was always my saving grace. Is like uh, I'm a good miniature golfer. Golfer with my wife, but I was so embarrassed. You now you play golf, right? Don't you play golf? Well, I mean, I like to play golf. I yeah. mean, I, I can't say that we've can't had be any worse than I. I have been playing a whole lot of golf for the last year and a half. I did. Yeah, neither have I. Go with my wife. I, Right, right. Um, do, yeah. Do, do your daughters do your daughters play miniature golf? No, uh, well, yes, they play. Well, one of them. I likes love it, miniature golf, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss it. We're knee deep in softball. We have softball. I know. All, all my night. friends with it's kids. Crazy. They're co- my my buddy. Uh, talk to my buddy Todd Snyder. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Formerly of ESPN, was our lead NFL producer. He's coaching his kids' little league team. Softball, softball, softball. Same here. It's uh, whew, it's a lot. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. So I just uh, did you win? I guess your your, your foursome didn't win. Or uh, did? No, we only had like we had one, two birds. The problem is, if, okay, so on Tuesday it rained. Uh, two, overnight it rained. It, oh, in, so you uh, blame it was the in greens now, huh? Yeah, it was <laughs> Country Club. Uh-huh. And the problem is, it was very hard to read the greens. Very. And, you know, it's so funny. I finally got. I, I finally started hitting well. Uh-huh. But the problem is because I don't play anymore, I can't judge. Like the, the guy John Wilson had a, uh, he had the range finder. You know, you could see how far the distance is. Oh, very very fancy. All right, yeah, but I don't know which irons to hit, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'd overhit the holes. I'm like, even when I'd stroke it well, I couldn't control it. I'm like, ah, I'm done with this. You know. Oh boy. All right. But it was well, good for a good win. cause. It was great. I mean, it's, it's okay. such a great, um, <laughs> such a great cause, man. Uh, Shilka Patty was actually on their poster. From years ago at one of the events that i saw wow how about that he's yeah. big time now That's yeah I, big time. I, yeah we got to get him involved but we'll get you there mm-hmm. i know matt lombardo wants to get involved with the golf uh, we got another event in uh, mid pen bank uh jaws will be there nice who did i see x flyers um oh jay gruden was there last year paul gunther who was now with the vikings who uh Coach at Arsinus, former D coordinator for the Bengals and Raiders. Nice. We'll get you that one if you want to go. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Hershey. Bring them on. Give yeah, me you want, you're in. Many we'll opportunities as I can. Sure. Uh, well, I'm sorry that you didn't win because I know how much you guys love winning. You know how much That's I right. love winning, right? And um, we have long retired from doing these things. That's why we're, we're sporadic golfers. Uh, but we are still winning because we use Deal Dash, the online shopping platform. That's also fun. I mean, really fun. Deal Dash is the longest running penny auction website and app around and if you think it's too good to be true well then you're right because we've seen a car go for nine hundred dollars we've seen a brand new tv go for less than two bucks i mean all sorts of great new highly valued items that go at unbelievable prices so don't be a loser stop paying full retail price for the things you want and get deal dash you can go to deal dash.com or download the app and when you register Enter the promo code ITB for a special offer for bonus free bids. That's the promo code ITB to get a special offer. 
for some bonus free bids with Deal Dash. And one thing, yes, sir. I want to thank them. They sent my, my wife and I a gift, um, nice. a barbecue set, and one other item. But that was really nice. In fact, we're gonna we're gonna use the barbecue set very soon. As a matter of fact, they sent you a really grill. Cool. I'm sorry. They sent you a grill. No, it's like a no, it's like I'm, a. I'm um, just messing. They sent you some like flippers and you know, items, things, the, yeah. the uh, you know the the extras, you know, like a pitchfork and all sorts of stuff. It's really just nice of them sure. to do that because I got one too. But if you got a grill and I only got a, a spatula, I was going to be upset. But that's, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I was getting a grill. Thing. Right. I mean, actually, you know, they're, they're, you could get a grill so cheaply there. I mean, I've got to get a, new, a, a an iPad. Mm-hmm. I lost on both uh, on both auctions there, and it, it, and I'm seeing the prices they're going for. I'm like, my hair's on fire. I'm like, I gotta <laughs> win one of these. We're going to start an ITB GoFundMe for Adam Kaplan's iPad <laughs> at some point. Someone's going to create a fake because Twitter account. My, my, <laughs> my wife and I, our ours are so old and like it takes forever to fire up uh-huh. uh, one of the, uh, I have a Samsung one, which oh, I use. Oh, you got as, the hamster running around the wheel. Right. Powering what is, is I use them to read, um, to read books mm-hmm. and especially because I'm going to fly on my training camp tour and I love reading books on trips because I, it, it takes up the whole flight, you know? Yes. You're having an yeah. annoying guy ne- or gal next to me wanting to talk my ear off because I, I don't talk on planes. I'm either sleeping or reading. Listen, man, that's how I know you don't have kids. All right. You yeah, actually I, have I time to, to read and it, sleep man. on an airplane. Okay. I <laughs> I would, now, no, I, I would pay I, um, to have that. <laughs> I'm a dozer. Like I go, you know, I doze and I wake myself up and I look around. People look at me. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah. I'm not, I, yeah. I, I, I probably, uh, on a few of those red eyes back from the West Coast during oh, my beat days, I, I, I might have snored a few times and woke myself up and have everybody exactly. on exactly. the planes looking at me like, dude, what's, what's wrong with you? You know, as if I'm a crazy guy because I'm operating on two hours of sleep and I fell asleep snoring. Like I'm just, but they don't know day. that. So I'm just a human that. being like, I'm yeah. sorry, people. I know it's annoying, but you know, I'm on two hours of sleep. Uh, anyway. All right. Speaking of these red eyes and trips, we're going to get into this, this uh, schedule. Sure. Right? Um, what, all right. What's the one thing that jumps out to you about the Eagle schedule? Cause there are a few fascinating. All right. All right. So uh, what I like to do, this is how I, I typically like most reporters care less about, you know, we don't care about the schedule. However, I like to guess how many primetime games each team gets. It's just like a contest to keep me interested in this this nonsense mm-hmm. so i love looking at stuff up so okay so only have two primetime games i said two or three so they have two mm-hmm. at dallas week three versus tom brady and the bucks in week six. Oh boy wait a minute that was your guess you thought that they might have two or three primetime games i know they get at least two because of this market you no at I'm... least two yes yeah because of yeah. this market see that's what they get two or three so i would two. have never guessed two or three because i as they get more I... Yeah, I thought no, that they get, one last season. Listen, listen. I thought that they would get fewer than usual, but they yeah. are they typically average four to five. So oh, I want to hear this. Three okay. to four. I okay. never thought two. How many do you think they had last season? Last season they had four, I believe. Five. Five. You're right. Five. Right. Right. Five. Doug Peterson's first season, 2016. Four. How many think they had? Three. I checked it. Oh no, it was three. four. I already checked. They had uh, I'll, Monday, I'm a Thursday, and two Sundays. All right. I have a three, but I'll double check. Mm-hmm. How many do you think they had in Super Bowl year? uh that's a great question i forgot to check that five yeah i figured it's because it's not even about them and how good they are it's usually because their games against washington new york and dallas the three division teams 
are such big draws because of market size that they're almost automatically on at least three times. Exactly. Exactly. So the fact that they were only on two and I'm like, look, I get it. There's not a lot of buzz around the team. They're in transition. And that's what made me go back and look. I mean, the last time I can remember a team that did. Oh, you're right. Four in 2016. Yes. I missed the Giants game. In yeah. 2016. And they Correct. still had four. And think about that year, Adam. All right. When they make the schedule, I mean, that comes out in, in it's probably made in, in February. It comes out. Yeah. In Howard Katz told me from the NFL's office, I got to know Howard over the years. Mm-hmm. He's the one who makes the schedule. Well, he's mm-hmm. the in charge of it. And he said, this is interesting. He said they do look like, uh, do, they do look at, they forecast. Okay. Because we're going to get into, I think, the best way to evaluate a schedule. Mm-hmm. Now everybody looks at last year because it's the only frame of reference that you have. But he goes, look, we, we, we have to look ahead. Yes, we look at last year, but we try to forecast how good is each team going to be. Right. And how do you do it? And this is what Howard and I talked about years ago. Right. Coaching changes. Mm-hmm. Offensive scheme changes. Mm-hmm. Personnel changes. Right. That's how I do it. I, I start with last year and I go, how's it changed? And I, that's my formula. Because mm-hmm. if you just go by last year, you're going to be wrong because everything changes. There, of course. How much changes? Okay. Bill Belichick's there, but the, the, the roster changes. The roster changes. Right. There's quarterback, you know, quarterback change. So there's like a what? An average of five to six new playoff teams from year to year to year. Exactly. Right? And they're right. Look at the NFC East. What is it? Oh, what's the, when is the last time they had a the last time they had a repeat champion was the Eagles in 2004. Right. And that's my point. So it's 17 I, I laugh years ago. People, oh, <laughs> the Eagles are only playing so many teams with a winning record based on what right. th- th- these teams have changed. I know you have to use that as a reference point, but p- please people do some homework and look at the teams this year. Yeah. But here, here's the crazy thing, Adam, is that the schedule in 2016, like every it's, it was made most likely before the Eagles even traded for Carson Wentz, right? It was they are. It comes. It used to come out in April, but it's made well before that. Well, no, they start in February. They start in February. That's yeah, what I'm Howard's saying. There. So yeah, they, when they started in 2016, right. the Eagles are a bad team who has fired their coach. They have not yet even traded up. Yeah. No one knows they're going to have Carson Wentz. They've got they've got Sam Bradford, and I and and you have to admit that the Doug Peterson hiring had to be one of the least Uninspiring. buzzworthy hirings yeah. ever. So take all of that into account, right? Sam Bradford is not a very you know even he's just not a star, and he's not very marketable. With all that said, they still had four primetime games in the schedule this year. Can you name them? Unbelievable. Yeah. So. This the the game week two was at the Bears. They won 29-14. This is 2016. Yeah, they start off three and zero. The next one was at Dallas. They lost in overtime, 29-23. Yep. The next one after that was versus Green Bay. They lost at home, 27-13. Do you remember, the- by the way, Doug Peterson absolutely got wrecked by the fans for losing that game. Uh, against Dallas on Sunday night. They were winning that game. Oh, at no. Was this the Ryan Matthews run? No, this is the Wendell Smallwood fumbles to start. Oh, yeah, the yeah. he didn't half. play the whole game. They played and him. the criticism was you don't give the ball to a running back for the first time in the second half. That's it. If he yes. Carry yes. the ball in the first half, which is, yeah. is it's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, last I checked, there's no. <laughs> big data on whenever a running back has his first carry, like the starting running back in the first quarter, does he fumble every time because it's his first carry? Like it just, it made no sense to me. There's also uh, Doug Peterson at one point in that game, Sturgis had kicked a, uh, or no Elliot at that point. No, who? yeah. Sturgis had made a 50 yard field goal. And then Doug decided to punt 
from like the 48, the Dallas 48, instead of trying another, I'm sorry, Dallas 30 something, instead of trying another 50 yard field goal and the punt went into the end zone, Dallas got better field goal position. They went and scored. Dallas was a better team than the Eagles that year. And everybody wanted to blame Doug for that loss for all sorts of strange things. Like Wendell Smallwood fumbling is not Doug Peterson's fault, but you know, it was his first year and, and they had lost, uh, you know, to Detroit, lost to Washington. So people. Oh, were, that Detroit loss was bad. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. a bad, bad. That was Carson's first interception. He was thrown to Aguilar and Darius Slay picks it off, if you remember that. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah. But people killed Doug Peterson for that game. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going we're we're jumping the shark for criticism here when we're blaming a head coach for a running back fumbling. That, that, that's, can't put a guy in cold the only carry had he fumbled you're right i mean how often i mean the, many teams use many running backs and they all kind of come in at different times and i don't know what the rate is for the first time a guy carries the ball in a game he fumbles I, yeah i mean it's before. gonna it, it's good look the bottom line is yeah ryan matthews was in that game in fact oh my goodness gracious Kenyon barner had three carries in that game yeah that overtime that. lost to dallas yeah <laughs> So, um, so yeah. So anyway, let, let's flash forward to this game. I think the yep. fact that they only have two primetime games of all the, the interesting things about the schedule to me is shocking. I almost don't know what to make of it. Again, so, bad. Four eleven and one are going to be that bad. Yeah, but ha- no, no. But yet, here's the way they look at it. Mm-hmm. Who's the quarterback? Okay, right now it's Jalen Hurts. I, I feel like there's some buzz around again I mean, the guy was a heisman finalist he's gonna get, run around and be excited but a, not a first round pick not yeah a first round pick. yeah i get i mean look three i would have thought but two is like i had two or three i mean it's it's kind of market that big Jeez. um <laughs> look they i understand why they had five last season i now i was surprised for 17 because nobody knew the eagles would be that good they had five in, in, in 17 um and it just they're they're a national team. The Eagles are a national team. That that's the way Howard sure. Katz talked about it. We we had, we had asked when I was at ESPN, what are the we just asked are these teams? Do you view them as national teams? And obviously the networks have a lot to do with. It. They have a lot to say. But uh, yeah, so let's look at it. This mm-hmm. is the first year in NFL history. Everybody's playing a seventeen game season. Two primetime games for the Eagles. Two out of their first three on the road. And this is the funny story in twenty seventeen. I, I remember talking to the Eagles about this. They were so they were actually pissed off at their schedule. They're three out of their first four on the road. They're like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get off to a slow start. They were not happy. I I, I remember them being like, they felt they were screwed. Okay, mm-hmm. back then. Now, obviously, this is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. They were not happy. Um, who was their who was their um at Washington was the first game, uh, you know, week um week one. Right. Which we talked about. We talked about 2017. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was very odd because at Washington week one, then week two was, was that uh, at Kansas city, correct? Yep. That was a crazy game where Peterson couldn't stop throwing it. And the, the, the players committee came to him. Right. And then they came back home for the giants. week yeah, three. And, 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 and here's the funny thing. I remember predicting um, Joe to camera, not Joe to camera, whatever radio show I was on. I said, you, I guarantee you he will come out running the next week. And they <laughs> ran it like crazy. Right, and then they Blunt ran even Blunt. more the following week against the yeah. Chargers. Week, week. Oh, yeah, well, Blunt was great. Now, that was the, the, the Blunt quake and the, that awful Home Depot stadium where I was at Yeah, yeah. 2004 for a pro day. 
Yeah. I thought it was StubHub Stadium. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was called yeah. the Home Depot Stadium then. Now it's called StubHub. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then if you remember, they were, uh, they had the last possession. They were up by a touchdown, I believe. And they ran, they were able to milk the final six minutes and I think 54 seconds off the, they never gave the ball back to Phillip Rivers. It was a, it was, that was an incredible like, performance. And boy, the Chargers were pissed at the Eagles, the common Eagles fans, the common Oh, team. my God. They took, listen, when I went out to San Diego in 2008, Eagles fans took over Qualcomm and oh Eagles lost that game. I believe they, they never led in that game, but I knew if they ever did, if they ever found a way to take the lead, the Chargers would have no shot because the, there were, there had to be 65% Eagles fans in that stadium, Adam. I mean, it was no wonder the team moved to LA because it was just, you would have thought you were playing in just a warmer Philadelphia. I mean, yeah, look, crazy. it's a 30,000 plus seat stadium. It's, it's, um, no, I'm talking about Qualcomm though. Oh, 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 this oh, was like oh 2008. Qualcomm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The old Jack Murphy stadium. So, right. My first Super Bowl experience, the week was phenomenal. The game was terrible. It was the Bucks, uh, Raiders. But as you know, the, the, the gas lamp district in downtown San Diego, nice my place. favorite venue for Super Bowl. Oh, my God. What a week. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great town. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. All right. So, so I like to look at a schedule in pockets right like i usually yeah. divide it up into quadrants first four next four next four yeah, let's next do four. It. Well, yeah. now there's 17 but um I, when i look at the eagle schedule adam i feel like the first four games is not good for them for who they are and that that's a team that's who are they that, that is trying to come together um, yeah. they have a new regime new coaching staff but really where i think that they're going to be more deficient is defense secondary obviously with with this cornerback situation that they've got now uh some new safeties back end i'll just say back end from linebacker down to corner to safety and you're facing four teams who either have really good offensive personnel or really good offensive coaches or a mixture of both i mean let's start with the falcons they've been a lousy overall team for the last few years but they've also been able to put points on the board they have julio they have calvin they've just drafted kyle pitts matt ryan and and your intel was that the 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 best overall candidate that the league felt for a head coaching job this year was arthur smith correct correct yeah he was offensive coordinator he was actually i strongly suspect he was going to be the eagles head coach if if the eagles are willing to wait two days right and they weren't Mm -hmm. i mean arthur smith was not he he had the offer from he had the offer from um the falcons that he couldn't wait um the eagles right. were going to go to him they the, i think the eagles were going to turn to him mm. but they didn't um we'll never know 100 for sure but my understanding was they were ready to go with arthur smith if he was willing to wait a little bit they wanted to get through a couple interviews and um look you know about the doug peterson situation with ben mcadoo that was crazy thank goodness you know ben mcadoo was a uh, didn't do a bad job with the Giants. You know, they actually mm-hmm. made the playoffs with him, but right. um, his personality would not work out in Philly at all. Right. And it's just funny how things work out, man. It's just really definitely. Funny. But I just, in general, feel like the Eagles' defense switching a new scheme, totally new scheme up front as well, and not probably as prolific as it's been in in the past few years is on the road against an Atlanta, a veteran Atlanta team. I just think it's a. I'm not saying the Eagles can't win. I just feel like this is kind of a, a, a like a 38 to to. 28 oh because they're not built for it right because if you look at it right now now as we speak okay the falcons still have an offensive line issue they were bad last season the only solid guy they have is jake matthews now they did address it with um jalen mayfield probably going to play guard and drew dalman one of the better centers of the draft out of stanford 
Uh, Matt Hennessy from Temple's there. Lindstrom, McCary, former first-round picks. Poor scheme fits for their offensive line scheme over the years. They're not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't played ver- particularly well. But they've got Julio Jones, who gets hurt a lot. Calvin Ridley is, could be a star. Russell Gage, who can run. Yeah, That's if this a game were in, in October or November, I'd feel a little better because the Eagles have been playing some games. Right, and, and this is Atlanta's great, always got, you know, Julio's fight. always hurt. This is week one. No, know? but I mean, it's a good time to play them because this is a new this is a new team with new offensive defensive schemes. Their defense was horrendous. Their talent on defense is poor. On um, the changing their scheme, they're going to run a 3,400. Dean Pease is coming out of retirement yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Ragone, I'm told, who's your OC. He is their pass game coordinator as well. He's one of the better pass game concept coaches in the NFL. You might remember him as a Louisville quarterback. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Big guy, pigeon toed, uh, lefty. Yep. Um, a bad senior bowl week. I was like, this guy's never going to make it. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. And just remember, he's like lefty, stocky. He's built like Tim Tebow. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's a good coach. They're going to be interesting. I, I do wonder because it's the crazy thing. We'll get moving on the next game in a second. They did not draft a running back. They didn't break. They actually cut one back, mm-hmm. and they they didn't bring back Brian Hill. Went to Tennessee, so I don't understand. Mike Davis is your starting running back, really? Oh yeah, that's right. They didn't draft the running back. No. Today. Mike Davis did a pretty good job filling. Great in. job filling in McCaffrey, yeah. right? But he yeah. can't be a starter sixteen games. Come on. Oh no, I mean, look, I mean, I'm sure he got to do something, Henry, yeah. like he had in the past. But he's got a great set of passing weapons, and Kyle Pitts added yeah. to that. So, no doubt. No so I just feel like. For the Eagles, this is a tough draw. You have to go down, new team. Or you start on the road, and you're facing kind of a veteran offense with a coach who's considered a pretty good offensive mind. So, sure. again, I think the Eagles can score points on this Falcons defense. But yeah, I agree. I also think this Atlanta offense can can pick the Eagles defense apart yep. pretty easily. So, uh, And then the, the theme to me is the same the next three weeks. Now, the 49ers, I don't know who's going to be their starting quarterback. Oh, and no, it's Garoppolo will start. There, there's, Garoppolo, so yeah. they'll be on a veteran quarterback, and he'll yep. he's they've built up good weapons around him for the last two drafts, and they have a good line. And as long as everything is healthy, I mean that's a that's a tough team to play. I mean they're mm-hmm. they're tough to defend. And again, you have an Eagles defense still learning uh, Jonathan Gannon's scheme, um, so that's always a difficult offense with Kyle Shanahan. And of course, you saw the Cowboys last year when Dak was healthy. I mean, they were they were on pace to score oh. like thirty five points a game. They were unbelievable. It was unreal for fantasy. It was unbelievable. Oh my right. god! And then and then you get the Chiefs. So your first four games, you're facing three really good quarterbacks, and then the one you know Garoppolo. It's a good offense and a good offense, great offensive coach. Honestly, the two very well, actually three winnable games. But you're right; they're going to be a different team offensively. Dallas has major issues on defense with personnel. They're running a new scheme, Dan Quinn scheme. Mm-hmm. They're going from a 34 under Mike Nolan to a 43. We'll see how that works out. Mahomes, forget about it. This ought to be a slaughter. And that game is in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would say the most they could win in the first four games would be two games. Yeah, At Atlanta, it, winnable. It, it, two and I'm two sorry. is realistic. It is yeah, like best case. The best. the best you can hope for. Okay. At Atlanta, yeah. winnable. At home against Niners, winnable, winnable. But they're getting a lot of injured players back. At Dallas is winnable, but it's going to be tough because the Eagles secondary will be under siege. And then home against the Chiefs. Now, if they could get a Stephen Nelson or some veteran corner, maybe. But then again, you don't have any backup outside corners. I mean, Max, you just can't have him play out on the outside. Right. Please don't have that happen. I feel like um, winnable is a, is a good term, but it's also yeah. losable. Like, like yeah. to me, they're yeah. 50-50. No, winnable and losable. Yeah, the yeah. first two games are 50-50. 
I think the next two uh, look if if Dak's healthy, I think they're going to be a problem. He's uh, at least offensively, be, he's, he's he he. Oh yeah, he's he's rehab. I heard is going really well. He'll he'll be fine well before training camp. Yeah, and it's in Dallas, so I mean, you're really hoping to 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 come out of the first two games at least one and one. You can't be zero and two going into Dallas and the Chiefs and expect to uh you know come out of come out of the first four with your dignity at that point. But we'll see what happens. Obviously, everything can change, but um. Historic. I liked it. I'm like you. I look at like these matchups and is this team has this team been good historically or were they just good last year or just bad last year? You know well, I want to. I'm about coaches, mm-hmm. schemes, personnel. Exactly. That is how you evaluate match. teams. There's very little carryover from year to year. Right um, now, unless you keep the whole staff, offense and defense, you change nothing about your scheme, and you bring all the players back or most of them. Then you could say, you know what? That's why I always tell people when they ask me in interviews, okay. Uh, who do you who, who do you think will win the division? You're asking me in May. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I have to see these teams on the field. I, I want to have my training camp tour. I want to talk to coaches. I want to talk to personnel people. Jeff's going to talk to his people, and we'll, we'll give you an idea. Now, Eagles wise, mm-hmm. um, I feel a little bit. We haven't really talked about this much. I'm kind of optimistic with this coaching staff. Every I've done a lot of digging on this staff. It's something you and I discussed earlier this week about doing a, a review of the coaching staff. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's a great idea. I'm right. kind of up. I'm reasonably optimistic. I, I, I think this staff has got a chance. I, I still believe what I was told is going to be true, that this staff will actually be into player development. Unlike the other staff. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be, and I'm optimistic about individuals, especially Jonathan Gannon, um, Nick Sirianni. We'll see um, as a play caller, but, but there are certain, yeah, as a play caller, but there are certain for the enthusiasm I have about that, you know, like the linebackers coach concern is concerning to me. Young guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, the defensive line coach, I, I, I assume would be all right, but he doesn't have a lot of NFL experience from yep. or any, if I'm, if I'm correct. So, That's how he knows Ghana from the Titans. Yeah. So, so the, um, it's like tempered. I'm, I'm, there are certain individuals I, I have high expectations for, and mm-hmm. then there are certain coaches that I'm concerned about. So we'll right. See. Statlin's back. That helps. That does um, help. We'll yeah. Jamal Singleton. I'm, I'm confident in because he's been an NFL. Been around a lot. Right. We will see about Moorhead. He's got to do a better job, get more out of these guys. Right. Who's the tight ends coach again? Oh, Jason, Jason Michael. Michael. Yeah. That's yeah. another one where it's eh, okay. Okay. Coach. Um, yeah. yeah. Special Who's teams coordinator. Nah, okay. You Michael know, we'll Clay hasn't done it. He's not run a room yet. Yeah. This right. Is, exactly. You're right. It's a very, it's fair, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about the important ones. O-line. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterback coach. I've heard great things about Brian Johnson. Yeah, um, I'm optimistic from talking to coaches work with Sirianni about him, his ability to call plays. He's got great ideas. Mm-hmm. But until you there's a saying in the National Football League, until you get there, you just don't know. Exactly. But I'm reasonably optimistic. All right. I like that. Reasonably optimistic is a good term. Um, oh, we never got into the flex. We'll get into some more about just the overall schedules quick. Uh, yeah. So, so we did the first four. Yeah. So the next four, I see. You know, to use that term, winnable, right? I mean, Panthers, Bucks, Raiders, Lions. Clearly, at Panthers, at Raiders, and at Lions were, are the three of the four that are yeah. winnable. The only problem is you would love to at least one of them be at home, right? The fact that you have to the yeah, road wow. tougher than the home games. Your most winnable games are on the road, and the one game that nobody thinks you can win versus the Super Bowl champs, short rest, is at, is, uh, yeah. is at home. It's weird. Weeks five through eight three out of four away but as you said some of those games are extremely winnable yeah um carolina they i, I like what they did in the draft they had a okay free agency sam darnold is not impressive as a quarterback their lo- offensive line's a real problem real chance to win that game bucks game forget it 
Mm -hmm. uh, I'd be shocked if that happens, but never say never. You never know. Mm -hmm. We'll see. At, at the Raiders, their defense from a personnel standpoint, surrendous. They, they're going, they're, they're uh, Gus Bradley's, are, they're, they're going under scheme change. And at Detroit, yep. what is it? Can we have, what does Dan Campbell say? Uh, we're going to eat your kneecaps. Right. And, you know what's uh, coming? Devour your Hide the quarterback, and... run the ball. Yep. Good luck. See how that does for you, Dan. Uh, we'll, yep. we'll see. Um, yep. You want to, if you want to win 12 10 every week, oh, they'll have some high scoring games. Sure. Because um, there'll be turnovers, their defensive <laughs> personnel is bad. Um, look, I don't blame him for drafting Penny Sewell, right? But uh, he's more of a left tackle and right tackle. But you know what's coming? It, it's pound the rock, hide the quarterback, lim limit the limit the dropbacks. This is old school football. We'll see how yeah. well. It does I think work. it's it's clearly their most winnable game of the first eight weeks. If you were to rank it, you probably rank rank it: Lions one, Chiefs two, Raiders three. Wait, Raiders, oh, no, Falcons three. I'm sorry, not Chiefs. I'm sorry, Panthers. Panthers. Yes. Lions one, Panthers two, I guess Falcons three. Yeah, yeah. very Raiders. winnable. And 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 oh oh oh, one thing, you know, Kyle Pitts. I sure as hell like to get him in the first week if I'm the Eagles. Then week seven or eight, we <laughs> start to figure it out. That's now, true. Arthur Smith is he had Delaney Walker. Well, Arthur's going to call the plays. Dave Ragone will help design the pass game because apparently he's really good at it. From what I'm told, mm -hmm. Pitts, pity the fools who've got to cover this guy. Oh yeah. God. Well, I, I, and those fools are going to be named Alex Singleton and uh, Eric Lewis. And, you know, people ask me about Jordan Hicks on my Twitch chat, uh, chat folks, the Eagles aren't investing in, in linebacker. Now I, I, that's a never say never category for me with Jordan Hicks. He took a pay cut in March. He's making 2 million in, in base upside to uh 3 million uh, upside to 4 million. He's got per game roster bonuses up to a million. I don't see it at all. I don't even think they would consider it, but Hey, mm -hmm. I haven't even asked cause I just know the way that they think. Well, I'm but, telling you, um, if, the, if the Falcons can figure out a way to play a little bit of defense this year, just a little bit, I think they can be a pretty decent team, not like 11 or 12 wins, but well, maybe, score, you know, yeah. eight to 10. Yeah. Yeah. If I think they is, can score, you know, coaches I spoke with called him a gold jacket player. I mean, hall of fame talent. Uh-huh. We'll see, but uh, it's pretty fascinating. All right. So, I mean, among your first eight weeks, you know, you're, yeah, I mean, you're looking like you've got a, a bunch, a couple, a bunch, there, there are a couple of games here that are just going to be really difficult. Chiefs, obviously, Bucks, obviously. I still think the Cowboys will be difficult. And the Raiders game is like a toss up to me. I mean, that's going to be the first game in, in Vegas for the Eagles. I'm guarantee you, as soon as the schedule right. came out, that a million Eagles fans went up to their computers and started typing away to get their tickets and then saw the price. <laughs> of airfare and everything. And they were like, ah, you know, Atlanta looks pretty good in September. Yeah. <laughs> Would I miss America West airlines? That was, my, that, was that was my airlines to, to uh, travel uh, to Vegas, man. Yeah. They were cheap, but um, yeah. Save they, up because that Raider trip will be very expensive. If you want to go out there. Allegiant stadium, wherever it's called, Lionel, whatever it's called. It looks pretty cool though. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the, here's what I find fascinating. I really do find the second and third quadrant of the schedule fascinating for its number of just kind of anybody can win games. I mean, the next four games home against the chargers at the Broncos home against the saints. The saints are on an entirely new quarterback now. Breezeless, yeah, Breezeless. yeah. Right. And then at giants. So of those four games, I think the Eagles could win or lose any of them. Like there's no clear sure. favorite to me in any of those games. Yeah. Cause if you, if you look at that schedule, right. You've got Chargers, new coaching staff, Broncos, uncertainty quarterback, Saints, uncertainty quarterback. Mm -hmm. And at the Giants, okay, they're now loaded at receiver. Mike yeah, I do think gracious. the Giants are on paper a little bit. And better. tight end, yeah, on paper, they're yeah. better than the Eagles. Yeah. 
Um, they just, they, the Giants are deeper. They're just, now their line isn't now. This is where the Eagles D line under Gannon. I'm fat. I cannot wait to see what they're going to do. We, we, you know, we, we've put out what we were told they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, more of a read and react front. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to see because Giants offensive line just by personnel is bad. Right. It's one area. Dave Gettleman has done an awful job. He's done a good job at receiver mm-hmm. in particular. At, 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 at just getting acquiring talent but man they're all aligned from a talent standpoint standpoint is terrible it is i mean they, they're really banking on um who's the left tackle uh howard that they drafted last year from georgia oh uh no, his um, name is um i want i thought it was andrew howard but i don't know that's the you're the close it is andrew thomas andrew thomas right andrew howard is uh does pr for the nfl network, NFL network. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah andrew thomas he really struggled at times he did yeah. uh then they got the hockey player at left guard right lemieux or something like that yeah <laughs> mario yeah 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 shane, uh, lemieux. It, it's, shane lemieux it's below <laughs> average i mean this is where you, if you're going to beat them that that's the way you would do it sure now nate solder came back right because he opted out last year not that he was good but i mean he might be better than what they were throwing out there at right tackle last year correct i'm so, hang on nate, one second i'm sorry what did you say i was saying nate solder is back if i'm not remember he opted out last year yes 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 yeah he's back now the question is are, wh- where are they going to play him i'm really looking forward to seeing how they do that yeah i don't know if he's played right tackle in his career because i think he was left tackle with the patriots mm-hmm. so uh we'll see but I mean, it helps to have a guy come. He wasn't very. It was not like he was doing very well. But he's not uh, a guy off the street either. So I mean, he does add to their offensive line. Uh, and then yeah. it's crazy yeah. because they go right back to the MetLife Stadium the next week to play the Jets. I think this Jets Eagles game is going to be isn't that crazy? That is fantastic. Like, I and think I've it's seen be really teams cool. do that. Yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen this happen before. Right. Um, yeah. Look, another winnable game. Uh, yeah. No doubt. And then they're by. So, so the Denver game on November 14th is the last time they're going to have to fly. How about that? How that about that? Really okay. interesting. So, so after they're by, yeah, the last time that they, the, their final time they will get on a plane is in week 10 when they go to f- face the Broncos in Denver. Right. Right. And four out of their last seven are at, at the link. And they're going to close the season with four consecutive games against the NFC East. Now, if they shock the world or like mm-hmm. 500 heading, you know, somewhere around week 12, they're going to have a shot to win this division. I, I just don't see it because this is a – we'd have – we're going to do this at some point in the near future. We're going to compare the 16 roster mm-hmm. to the 2021 roster for both new head coaches. Right. And obviously a division is way worse now than it was in 16. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to see that. Love to. I'm going to make a bold prediction because it doesn't happen very often, but I do think this year the NFC East will have a team that wins at least 10 games. I think the NFC East is going to 17 games. So, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe I should say 11. Um, Look, because I like I like what Washington's done. Still level tennis. I mean, okay, nine. It's like nine and a half on a you know on a sixteen game schedule. True, true. I, I like what Washington's done, and there's a chance that Dallas can you know get their act together on defense with the new scheme. They certainly have enough offensive firepower. They're just like the Falcons. If they can play a little bit of defense, they're going to be a tough team to beat. They can score. You know, it's funny because I said last year, and I ter- turned out to be wrong. If Wentz could just play average football and the defense could play average football this god how many times we say that? Yeah. i got nothing i got nothing yeah. that one. Got below average on all of it yeah can you ever think of a, a, a year where even the wins were shitty <laughs> 
honestly, who did they they beat? They beat Ben DiNucci and turned the ball over oh, five times in that game. That was the Jeffrey Lurie game when he went after the coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. So who did they beat last year? They beat that. Yeah, there was the Dallas. Well, there was the Giants win where they had to come back in the last. Uh, Four and a half minutes of the game, they were down by eleven, right? And then they came back to win the game. I mean, I, what like, what I mean, just to just so people you know understand what I meant is he 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 let the coaching staff know what he thought about their offense after that game. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, him and a million Eagles fans at home. Yeah. So yeah, they were terrible against Dallas. Turned the ball over five times. Was that the won. was it was it was it the Giants game or the Cowboys game? Was windy. The the that was the um the one where I think it was Dallas, right? Because he throws one up to high tower that just floats and floats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they tie against Cincinnati, which is, didn't feel good. The the win against San Francisco was good because they needed a win badly and they had to go to the West Coast, but they almost blew it. You remember how they, they were? You know they, they were getting they were they went up on the Alex Singleton touchdown return and then they put in who's the the third stringer that they used for the arm? What was his name? The they pulled they pulled the quarterback. You mean trouble for Dallas? No, no, San Francisco game. Oh, 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 oh. that was uh, well. Okay, it was a Bethard. Yeah, yeah, they put Bethard in, and he had damn near Mullen almost can't throw back. <laughs> What's that? And he almost led them back. Yeah, oh, I know that's right. I gosh, I remember that now. Yeah, because uh, Nick Mullins can't throw. He was non-tenored as a restricted free agent. You know, it's right. funny. He had a some good. He had a good run there. Where you know he's a West Coast offensive quarterback. Accurate, gets the ball out. Right. He can't throw. He guy could not throw. No. So they bring in Beathard and he almost brings yep. him back. So it was like that that didn't feel like a great win. The Dallas win didn't feel like Ben Danucci didn't feel like a great win. The Giants win didn't feel so hot. I mean, the only good win was the was Jalen Hurts against New Orleans. And to be honest with you, you have to throw into the fact that Drew Brees didn't play in that game, you know. So I mean it was just like, man, could they Oh, and Taysom, by the way, Taysom Hill played well in that game. Right. Greco Cell thought he played really he well. He said well. he was not the reason why they lost. He no, thought, I he, mean they couldn't. They they. I mean because because Jalen Hurts ran all over him and he, and he threw a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, but he they, thought that Hill looked. He was pretty impressed with the way that Hill threw the football against the Eagles. That's but, true. Uh, you know, he, he made some good throws actually. Because yeah. because the week before, if I'm not mistaken, they had won that game in Denver where Denver had to start a wide receiver oh, what, as a quarterback. He'd have played quarter. Yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What a crazy story. That wow, was. what a crazy year last year was. But anyway, so you look at this, there's two things that stand out as we get back to the Eagles this year. Yep. Adam, after the, ter- the tough first four, I mean, they go from October 10th to December 12th there. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games where only the Buccaneers game, you're you're like, no chance, right? I mean, you got eight games where it feels very 50 right, so, so, Yeah, so the only no chance games, I would say, would be the Chiefs at home. Mm-hmm. I agree. Fair point. Chiefs, no, no Drew Brees. No Drew Brees. You got a shot. If, right. if if these young kids at receiver, we haven't even talked about that. We really have not talked about the receiver group. We just, everybody knows they're young, but if they could get themselves together, if Moorhead could develop them and Sirianni as well, who knows? I mean, who knows with Goddard? Mm-hmm. Goddard's a stud of talent. He just doesn't stay on the field enough. He's been hurt a lot. They, 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 the staff, I'm told, is super high on him. Right. So we'll see if they could, if he's on the field a lot, if he plays 14 games at least out of the 17, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if they could figure out a way because it's all it's a matchup driven league. You won't have to wait long, folks, to see how much Dallas Goddard, how much Dallas Goddard could be involved. Right. I expect him to be heavily involved for fantasy. Get him. Even if it's for some surprises on the roster this season i don't think it's going to matter that's how much i i've heard he's going to be involved 
Interesting. All right. So the last four games are all division games and it's weird. It's Washington, New York, Washington, again, Dallas. And, and honestly, I think it's going to be rough for the Eagles there. Um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have no idea what the teams are going to look like. I'm just think anytime you have to play for now, three of them are at home. So that helps. But I, again, I do, I'm higher on Washington than most. Not that I think Fitzpatrick is Joe Montana, but that Never defense been the is so good, Adam, that all, Fitzpatrick has to do is kind of just be the same Fitzpatrick that he's been for Tampa and Miami and defensive so, should, should come through. They should be he, all I'm right. going to give you a nugget from a coach who worked with him in the past. And this guy doors Fitzpatrick. He goes, here's mm-hmm. the time with Ryan. Ryan eventually is going to do what he wants to do. And that's the Fitz tragic stuff. Yeah. That's where the interceptions just, come. He's a good guy. He's smart, but he makes a lot of dumb mistakes. Right. Well, when he I gets like, uh, don't you feel I, like that when he gets into Fitz magic, then he's always been with these, Offensive, like whether it was Dirk Cutter there in, in yeah. Tampa or Munkin, I forget who it was. But oh my god, they kind of ride it. They get, they get into it and they let him oh. throw and let him throw, forgetting that. I feel like Rivera will not do this. He will just limit Ryan to the twenty to twenty five throws. They'll run the ball with Gibson. They'll throw it to McLaurin. He, he he he's not going to throw twenty five passes a game. That's not going to happen. That's well, less than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's maybe. I'm I'm sorry, a little low. But what thirty? I'm, okay, thirty. I could say is they're not going to yeah. unleash him and just let him go. You know, fits yeah, but you don't understand. Will he listen? Scott Turner's his OC, mm-hmm. North Sun. I'm just telling you, this guy does what he wants sometimes, and this is he drives coaches crazy. This oh, yeah. is why he's. I don't know how many teams the guy's been on. This is why he's a journeyman. Well, that's fair. That's definitely fair. And if it's not Washington, though, Dallas may have it all put together, and obviously that's the last game of the but year. But I agree with your assessment. If if he could manage the game and not mm-hmm. turn it over a lot, they probably will win the division. I would think so. With that defense, I would definitely think so. Um, so people are putting a lot, you know, obviously the last four games are, are division games. The last time the Eagles had to play four straight division games to end the year was all the way back in no idea. 2019. Remember? <laughs> it was just two oh, years ago. Vaguely, I don't they went four and oh, and that's how they made the playoffs. And, and uh, oh, OK, and... <laughs> I remember us giving um, on our on Inside the Birds because uh, we were getting from other teams. They were very encouraged by the play calling, which we were critical of most of the season. Yeah, but Mike Rowe and uh, the coaches did a really good job to help Wentz and manage uh, the final four games for them to get in. I know the schedule was easy, right? But there were a lot of things going on with that team. The receiver core was so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember they're playing Josh Perkins at wide receiver. Ortega Whiteside had to play. Um, they were putting it just was bad. I, I it was one of these situations where you go, okay, it was that Washington game when they scored thirty seven points. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg Ward was coming. Greg, this is when Greg Ward and Wentz were really connecting well. Um, they no, they were putting. They just were trying anybody receiver. They could not get any production. Right. That's why Greg Ward was incredible. Really definitely, well. definitely. All right, uh, a couple more points to make on the schedule. First, yeah. I want to uh, let everybody know to see our friends at PHL Sports Nation They're enhancing the fans' experience with all of their coverage, their podcasts, all their great content. Check them out on Twitter at PHL Sports Nation. Go to their website, phlsportsnation.com. And we'll pause real quick for, our, for another word from our great sponsors, including our friends at Sky Motor Cars. Sky Motor Cars in Westchester is a different sort of dealership. All it takes is one look at their Highline pre owned vehicles that people all over the country want and need. Owner Brett Shoulder, make sure you don't spend a dime of your money before you purchase the car. Sky Motor Cars allows you to make all the decisions regarding your next vehicle. 
At Sky Motor Cars, you never have to spend more than necessary. Visit SkyMotorCars.com today or call 610-918-7225. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. All right, if you go into Sky Motor Cars there, tell them Adam and Jeff sent you, you'll get a great deal. All right, Adam, the big thing is it's not just four division games to end the year, right? Um, it's five out of the last six because you got Giants, Jets, then by, then the four games. So you really have five division games in your final six games of the year. How about that? That part is, to me, is on I've never heard of that That's before. Crazy. Has that ever happened? I, don't, I can't oh, no. imagine. Anyone out there has? No. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. I remember in 2006, if we go all the way back then, I'm pretty sure they played um, four straight division games to end the year in 2006. That's when um, Jeff Garcia. I will check as you talk. Keep going. Jeff Garcia took over in that year. They played Indianapolis, Carolina. Yeah, then they played Washington, New York, Dallas. Oh, no, they ended with Atlanta. So they played three straight division games before ending uh with Atlanta so no it's- Washington Gi- yeah 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 Washington Giants Cowboys Jeff Garcia my goodness gracious right but they had played Washington on November 12th they came out of the bye week Washington Tennessee Indianapolis Carolina then Washington New York Dallas so they played one two three four division games in a seven week span but this is five in a six week span mm. that's a that's that's or six game span I should say yeah, I don't, I don't, it's so weird. I just don't understand. Also, a very late bye week, very late in the year. I can't remember the last time he was out of bye week. This yeah, late. it is. Um, 13. I don't like that for them, by the way. Week 13, and then they play the final, the final quarter of the season. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I don't love that for them. I think, you know, you always like to have it eight or nine games into the year, almost like a halfway mark. Yep. Yep. Oh, that, but, in fact, coaches always tell me they want it right dab smack in the middle. They don't like it late. Right. The guys are exhausted by then and right now as you said they don't they don't they're not flying past week 10 that really helps them mm-hmm. which is november 14th at denver so they'll leave that saturday right so the last flight's going to be their last flight cross country is going to be the 13th in fact oh yeah well they won't be flying again as we said because the giants is a bus ride washington's a train ride on amtrak so yeah and uh wow lucky them that's kind of cool well you know what despite some of the challenges mm-hmm. hey they, they have so look at their trips, right? Flying to Atlanta is two hours, okay? Dallas is two and a half hours. Carolina, Charlotte is an hour, hour and a half. Right. Okay, Vegas is six hours. That's a long one. Yeah. Denver's four, three and a half, four hours. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, as far as traveling, it's a light year for traveling. So that's not too bad. Last year was an, I don't know, it was a strange year, Adam, in that uh, a lot of teams bucked the trend last two years actually you've seen west coast teams come to the east coast and win one o'clock games like seattle won three of them i think rams two years ago the rams won those those were almost like 
75% uh, as far as, you know, data analysis for the East Coast team to win that game against a West mm. Coast team at one mm. o'clock. But that's changing. And I wonder why. I don't know if it's just an anomaly, a two year outlier, or if there's something going on there. I know some teams have changed how they travel from East to West Coast. You know, they don't leave as early. Uh, oh, you know, Chip, Chip, Chip into that, Kelly. And so was Doug. Yeah, what was what did they do? You might remember. Well, if they were flying to the West Coast Friday, uh, they would leave on Saturday instead of Friday. Yeah, they because they yeah. tried to make the adjustment period as short as possible. And well, you Friday. remember they had a Friday was their walkthrough Saturday practice, right? Which was so weird. I know right. that Tom Coughlin gave into it. He the the sports science team of the Giants convinced them that this works. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go. I don't remember how they did that year, but. Um, I remember talking to Chip about it. He goes, it's, he explained to me, it's all science. It's all documented. You know, they go back decades and Mm -hmm. whatever scientists and all this stuff. I was like, okay. All right. Now, as we look at the schedule, Adam, there's, there there are new flex scheduling rules this year, correct? Yeah. All right. So they're going to, they've expanded it. It's now weeks 11 to 18. Mm -hmm. Remember there was a 17, uh, you know, 17 game season, 18 weeks. Mm-hmm. Additionally, in weeks five through 10, flex, flex schedule may be used in no more than two weeks. Right. Weeks five through 17, the schedule lists the game's tentatively set for Sunday Night Football and NBC. So, what happens is um, they've left some additional flexing because what, what they want is they don't want bad games. And they're giving networks because they're paying so much money, a little bit of flexibility yeah. that they normally wouldn't get. And, you know, good. ESPN, who's always had the clunkers, mm-hmm. they've got a better schedule. So good for them. Now, when does Monday night become flex scheduled? Um, is that this year or is it next year? No, well, I think it's it in the new year, contract. Right? So I thought it was this year. I, th- I think it is this year, but it yeah. starts at um, a different. It starts like week like 12, maybe or something. Hold on one sec. I'm I'm um, I'm almost. It starts in week twelve. Yeah. Okay. Monday night, okay. which is it's amazing to think that Monday night games are going to be flex schedule, but obviously teams will have to have um, the proper amount of of notice. But um, it's yeah, good because that's good because sometimes games stink. Yeah. You yes, that's it. Because the, the the fans at home deserve it. Watching right and fans going. I mean, who wants to see a clunker? Because so, the problem is by then, like let's say in week ten, um. I don't have the Monday night schedule in front of me, but let's just say that it's a, a team that's like three and seven and is mm-hmm. moribund. Like nobody wants to watch them. Why should you suffer through this? Right. Right. You know? All right, Adam, big names are headlining this weekend's UFC 262 card from Nate Diaz to Michael Chandler. There'll be no shortage of action and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 100 to one odds. One fighter will be walking away with the belt. Will you be walking away with the cash? Just pick the main event fighter you think will win, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. You just bet a dollar on select fighters, and if they win, you win $100. I mean, you really can't ask for better odds than that, and there's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if MMA is not for you because DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now 
and use promo code ITB when you sign up to turn a dollar into a hundred dollars when you bet on a main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fists fly this weekend. That's code ITB to turn one dollar into a hundred dollars on select main card fighters. For a limited time only, a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, as we close this thing up, Adam, I wanted to bring one, uh, one thing to light that I okay. thought was really interesting. Um, well, two things. One, even though they only have two primetime games, when you look at those four division games to end the year, you got to think one of them – will probably be flexed because it's going to be important to one of the teams. Even if the Eagles stink, oh, right? Even yeah, if the Eagles stink, possibly. you got to think that Washington and New York yeah. and Dallas, they'll all be kind of fighting it out. One of the, Two of those teams will probably be decent. And so I think even if Washington's playing a bad Eagles team that it, or, or Dallas, that it's going to mean something. It's going to come down to the wire, and you could see the game flex. So I wouldn't be – I'd be shocked if the Eagles kind of finished the year with just two preseason. Yeah, and they will do that. It, games. They, they don't worry of that if only one means one thing to one team of the two. They'll right. do it because it means something to the division right. or the playoff seating. So, yeah, they'll do that for sure. Yeah, so um, they start at Atlanta and they end at home against Dallas. How great would it be, be if that game meant something <sighs> for one way or the other? It, it would be nice. It, you and I have talked about, was it 08 where they the craziness of – uh, the, Dow- the, the four o'clock game the eagles blew out dallas and then yep. uh the, the was it the buccaneers lost to the raiders or something was that was that the- it was the Buccaneers. i think it was the i know the bears raiders buccaneers and some other team were all involved okay yeah yeah, yeah. something happened and i remember gruden just couldn't believe it <laughs> neither could the eagles yeah i know i know because we, we never thought it could Cowboys. happen in the press box ah they're done this it's all over and then I mean, Bing, bam, they, they, they pounced on the Cowboys from start oh, to finish. 40 to 8 or I don't know what this was. I, I recall a Chris Clemens sack and strip on um, Tony Romo and Joselio Hansen, I think, picked it up and ran it back for a time. There's a blast from the past. Joselio Hansen, right? Pretty good slot corner, by the way. He was oh, a high-paid yeah, slot, really slot corner at one point in his career at $6 million or four, five or $6 million a year. Um, no doubt. Yeah, so that game was 44 to 6. Yeah, okay, I was close enough. 44 yep. to 6. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, let me let me um, direct your attention to uh, your buddy Warren Sharp at. Sharp oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna we we could probably get him on. I'll, I'll, we should. I think he would do it. Go ahead. He did a study over the last decade of teams and what rest. Now, he did a whole lot of scheduling um, data analysis, and I'm reading from his Twitter account at Sharp Football. In the last decade, no team has played more games uh, than the Eagles. Um, I'm sorry. No team has played. Yeah, more games than the Eagle than the Eagles have played uh, against teams with less rest than that than their opponent. So the Eagles have played 43 games in which they've had less rest than their opponent. Meaning, you know, they're playing a short turnaround game. Their How opponent had happen? the normal. Yeah, 43 games in 10 years. Yeah. Right. That that's 4.3 a year. So that's a that's a decent amount. That's that's four games a year. More than four games a year. That's a quarter of your schedule. So that's a lot. And honestly, the closest team to them is the Giants at 39. And after that, the number three team is Seattle at 33. So you're talking about 10 fewer games for Seattle, who's in third place. So the Eagles have by far and away played more games on less rest than their opponent. I'm sure the league knows this because I remember um, Banner said he'd called, Joe Banner said he'd called. This is the year where they flew out to Seattle in a short week. Oh, God, yeah. 
and he he you know he didn't want to go in with deep he says I, I let them know the way i thought about it i thought how he felt and the eagles felt and uh, i'm told that um they won their argument and that was that they might have been the impetus of no more teams flying coast to coast on a short week mm-hmm. no you know? it, it makes i mean look it's the, the strange thing as i look at it is that like almost all of the league about I'll say four, eight, nine, 10, 12, 13, 20, 25 teams all fall between 24 games and 33 games. So it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of like evenly distributed there. And that's where you're, you're, you would expect your cluster to be. And then Jacksonville, I guess, because Jacksonville has to play a lot of London games, they, yeah. they don't get the short end of the stick. They've only played 19 games in mm-hmm. which they had less rest than their opponent. Okay. That's, the, that's the fewest in the league. So I guess that's yep. the trade off for, you know, having to always go to London. But I don't know what the Eagles did to be. I don't know, but I, I'm shocked that they're this. That I'm, you know, that again, so we can move on here. I'm yeah. sure that they've let the league know. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that's also on Twitter. Warren Warren uh, does a good job there, so I'm curious to to ping him on this and get his thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just thought that was really interesting, and obviously yep. it works in reverse too. So the Eagles have played the fewest games in the league where they had more rest than the opponent, and that's 14. So mm. I mean that's. When, when the disparity is that big from 14 to 43, uh, now, now listen, I, people think it's a conspiracy that it, I've already seen it, that this is an anti-Philadelphia thing. It's just like uh, the league, the league's only let them have two, two games in prime time because they're socking it to them for the Washington game. Yeah. I, it's amazing. People, come on. I, it, 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 I, I don't even address that stuff when people ask questions like that. I'm like, yeah, okay. Why would the league have been mad at that? That actually created more in, in drama and more kind of reason to watch a game or talk about a game that otherwise meant nothing, right? To, at least to the well, I mean, to, the uh, look wasn't the great, but um, so that's a, that'll, that'll go in our book someday. <laughs> but anyway. Right, we'll write about that in our book. All right. Um, anything else schedule-related? Nope. All good. We got it all out there, man. It's been an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm sorry. We've we've gone through a lot there. All right, then that's going to uh, real quick. Tell people about your Twitch channel. What's what's coming? Yeah, thanks. Real quick. So, start this chat. This Twitch channel. Eagle fans have commandeered it. What a shock! It's awesome though. (laughs) Um, Some great questions. Um, Maybe think a lot about stuff roster wise. A lot of questions on the roster. You know, all sorts of stuff. Coach staff. So, we do it Monday through Thursday, seven to eight p.m. Eastern. And tell us, tell the fans about your uh, your Powder Blue show because those Phillies are never a dull moment. No, they're they're up and then they're down. Yeah, we've been doing the Powder Blue Cat podcast myself, Frank Close, uh, the Phillies insider for ninety seven three ESPN, and we've had Susie Hunter on lately. She's great, knows a ton about baseball, has covered baseball for years, and we're chopping it up on all things Philly. So please subscribe the Powder Blue podcast, and of course Adam's Twitch channel, and that'll do it. For this episode of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in the Eagles Intel, big thanks to our producer, Hunter Brody. Check him out on YouTube. His channel is called Sports Talk with Broads. His Twitter account is at Broads81 and at Broads Media. And as always, we thank you for flying with us inside the birds.